Welcome to another episode of Talk Nintendo Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Nintendo, and only Nintendo, never anything besides. It is episode 357, almost one for every day of the year. That's kind of fun. We're almost mm-hmm. there. And I am joined, wait, did I say I'm Perry, and I'm joined by my bestest buddy, Alex Kulafi. Hey man, how are you? Good, good in the hood. Sorry for good. the... Uh, it was funny, right? Because last week it was so, so up in the air for me. Um, I, I I thought that we we were gonna have a baby, and then basically, miraculously, my my wife's blood pressure went down, and it's better than ever still. Uh, and so, yeah, like my, my whole week was off. But the funny thing is, I still couldn't record because after that, my family was in town, uh, and so we had the big July Fourth shindig. And so, anyway, um, it was funny. It, I didn't realize, like, first of all, I didn't even think about it being July 4th when we said next Tuesday, you know. Secondly, mm-hmm. I didn't think about when I suggested we get the J-Man Michael, Jordan Rudeck himself. I didn't think about the impl- impl- implications. That yeah, right? that's the of, word. Of putting a Canadian on our July 4th show. And uh, I like the way you handled it. It was, it was pretty cozy times. Thank um, you. You listened to it? You listened to the episode? Oh, yeah, man. Well, oh. I listened to it because I was like, whoa, this is the first episode of Talk Nintendo without Casey or me on it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It almost feels like I feel like a grandpa. <laughs> like, I feel like my kids have procreated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just feels really good. So I think that was fun. And you did a really good job. And it was really fun. And I'm glad Jordan can be on. I'm jealous because I, I love podcasting with Jordan. Uh, I hope he comes back on when I'm on at some point. But yeah, thank, yeah, thank we'll you, see. Jordan. It, it's yeah. a pleasure to talk to you. We're both very polite uh, young men. He's probably yeah. like 15 years older than me. On the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Alex is a monster uh, off the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, sure. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun, and also very funny that um, as soon as I join, you and Casey are off like every other week. I'm just here. I'm just chilling. <laughs> Again, there's a there is a very real consequence of that is because right because it was when Casey when it was just Casey and me. If one of us couldn't make it, we just simply recorded another night. You know what I mean? But mm. now we have literally the option of just not being there and keeping it real for the other two. So, you know, I mean, it, it does make sense. It's, it's harder to re um, reschedule three people, you know? Yeah. And then you add in the fact of babies and stuff. It's just, you know, what are the we doing fact here? Of babies. We're turning into RFN, right? We are. We're going to be, well, we're going to be like 45 before we know yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Casey's already RFN there. Have any kids? I don't know if they do. Anyway, uh, currently I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, in so fact, we're really our fans. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, but I am, I am also one of the kids myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's when we became that when you joined. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good week. I, I have been, so since we talked, so two weeks mm-hmm. ago, I had played uh, halfway through Pikmin 2. So one and then Pikmin 2. Since then, um, I played, I beat Pikmin 2. I realized as I texted you that I, I didn't realize that, that I had 
uh, let my friend borrow uh, Pikmin 3, and I didn't have it, and I was really looking forward to it. And uh, anyway, I I got it the next day. I got him. To, I I swindled him into into coming over and bringing it to me the next day. And then I beat it within 24 hours uh, of getting it. And it's like, mm-hmm. a, and I didn't realize it, but it was like it was like nine and a half hours. Um, I yeah, I I had the same experience. I'm like, I beat Pikmin two. I'm like, I'm sick of Pikmin right now. And then I start Pikmin three the next morning. Maybe it was like a Sunday. <laughs> By the time yeah. I went to bed that night. I was rolling credits on Pikmin 3. Yep, exactly. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's just like... So, we're going to talk our Pikmin 3, I Demand You, today. It's happening. Um, And that's literally all I've been playing. Although you will be... Actually, that's a lie. Because on my phone, you'll be very happy and excited to know that just Mm. today, just a measly couple hours ago, I surpassed the 2,000th level of Fishdom. Uh, so I'm oh, I was gonna ask about that. I'm on level 2003, the the, the year you were born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, I learned was that I've always been curious about what the distinguishing, uh, sort of split is between Gen Z and millennials. But I think it was like Pew Research. It's 1997. So 97, you're Gen Z. Uh, earlier than that, you're millennial. And I was born in 94, mm-hmm. which is which makes me feel pretty secure. <laughs> it's um, so funny. And it, what uh, what what month? August. August. So, yeah. So I'm June 92. So that's really funny because uh-huh. you're only just like two years younger than me. <laughs> and I think like Casey's older than my older brother, which is a weird thing. I think he's I know. Isn't that weird? He's two years older than me, I think. So you're casey's your grandpa i'm your brother you know i'm your big was he, brother was he born 90 or 89 89 i believe oh yeah he's older than my older brother which is weird because i feel like I you're think... emotionally older than him i think oh. it's all the kids though i think it's the children <laughs> uh and because he's just a big old-fashioned gym bot there was a there was a bit I cut out of the podcast last week, which is funny because I'm telling you now. But I I feel more comfortable making this joke with you on than with you yeah. off. Um, where when me and Jordan were like saying goodbye, we're like, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll do a podcast like this again. Perry's having kids every year. Uh, we'll just every time he's got a new kid, we'll just yep. we'll just do another Jordan and Balix episode. Um, but I cut that because it felt dishonorable making those kinds of jokes without you there. So I'm telling you a worse oh. version of it with you on. Love it. I mean, I guess it, it made for a good segment today, but you don't uh, I, I wouldn't that. say that. <laughs> but anyway, I, I appreciate it. It was so funny. I, I chuckled to myself because you said to um, to Jordan, you said, I, I hope I hope this isn't offensive or this may be offensive. And then I was like, I just thought like, like what is he going to say? I, 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 I just thought in my head, like, what if Alex says, like, why? Why is Canada so bad? Like, <laughs> or like something like that. So you know? overweight. Yeah. Or like, you know, like, why, what? Yeah. Yeah. I just I thought that was really funny. But then like what you said was like not offensive in the slightest. Although mm-hmm. I guess it is offensive asking someone if they serve the king. I guess that well, is kind of. Do it, you serve the king, Jordan? <laughs> Don't say you king. bend the knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my my. The reason I I preface that was because, like, I don't 
want to disrespect someone by asking information that they think is extremely obvious and I might seem dumb. Oh, so right, when, so right. it's like you sort of uh, taper down your own insecurity about your own like intelligence right. by just like phrasing it. Sorry, I'm just some humble guy. I don't really know this. Right. That's, it's that's like, sort of the well. The funny thing, yeah, I would more likely say, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm sorry if it's offensive. I would, I would more likely say. I'm sorry, I should know this. I've just never thought about it, and I never get to, yeah. Because I, I was thinking the same thing, because I've always heard the connection that, like, do you know that the Canadians actually are, yeah, a colony of England? I, I, exactly, I thought the same thing. So I'm glad you asked. And I, I think his answer was probably what I thought he would say, you know, which he's like, he doesn't really know. And, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I technically maybe there's somewhere that they are, but they obviously don't. I, that's not part of the current Canadian identity. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we love Jordan. I didn't get a clear answer, I got to say, to my mm-hmm. question. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he gave a practical answer. I think he gave, like, what, you know, some, what he they think, but I don't know. Sure. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for talking about Canada on our July Fourth episode. But no, but and and you said is Canada. I didn't. I didn't even know there was a Canada Day. Is there a Canada Day? Is that what's called? I think. I think I saw it in like a Twitter like trending, and then I was like, oh, that's funny that happens. And I was like, oh, there's the connective tissue to start it out that week. Right. Yeah. Do you hear my daughter's screaming? I do, but it's not as bad as it usually is. I'm not okay. gonna lie. Oh, really? Okay, because I think they're having fun. I think it's fun screams, but anyway, that's good. Uh, I I got the new. I'm I'm using the different mic that's today, so it's anyway. Just deal with it, everyone. I'm sorry. It's only gonna get worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, what do you got to talk about, Alex? Uh, on, on, on what's on your game? So, I'm sure you've beaten four things this week no it's funny so i've been like in i I, you might get the same way so i'm in like creative project mode right now like i got a couple like personal projects going on and when that stuff happens i have a hard time focusing on video games because i feel like i'm wasting my time so i'll play something for like an hour and then i'm like i am so lazy and then i just go back to my other thing it, it's but it happens in phases like last month i played the bioshock and pikmin trilogy but now i i haven't beaten much in a while do you get the same way uh talk about the last four years of my life absolutely yes yeah uh, yeah especially with work and also the big thing is like if you're it's not even just like the like it's because i'm if i am on a project at work where i'm which I like I'm I'm at the computer all day. I do get fatigued too. So it's like I I don't really necessarily want to just sit down and kind of play like a video game kind of seems almost like work. I'd rather just watch some TV um, mm. in that time, which is but yeah, absolutely. Totally. That would be like my whole lot. Like ever since um, Tears of the Kingdom came out, um, which I just didn't gel with the game. And then I, I was just kind of in like a, a black hole and I just didn't know. Yeah, and then I just felt like, well, I don't want to do anything else, and I and I, I think the waste of time. It kind of feels like I should be doing something productive because I need to finish this thing, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, yeah. so that's where I've been. But I've I've played a couple things I can talk about. One is a VR thing, and one is a Steam Deck thing. I I brought I'm bringing up the VR thing because you play VR and have worked on VR slash work on VR. Yeah. So, uh, here's a quest game I've been playing. It's called We Are One. 
but uh, this is called We Are One. It was a code game. I got, I, I saw something pop up for it. And it looked really good. It is a first person shooter clock winding puzzle game. So everything's forest themed. You're some guardian of the forest and there's a, like a Deku tree type uh, lady character who's just a big tree who's giving you these puzzles. And the way the puzzle works is there are like you're trying to clear a room of enemies in a single time loop and there are three places on the battlefield that you can sort of position your character so you might go in the spot on the left and then you'll pick up a gun you'll uh load it you'll shoot the three enemies that you can sort of access and then your gun has a few bullets so you toss it over to the next spot of three and then you go back, you reset, and then you go to the next part. The first part of the time loop you just did is already happening. Um, and then you wait for the gun to be tossed to you. You get the gun, you reload it using the uh, bullets that are uh, sort of at your feet, but no gun. You load it, you shoot the enemies you can access, you toss the gun to the third spot, and then the same thing happens. So what happens is it's kind of like a, a super hot or a lot of other uh, first-person VR shooters, but you're planting these time loops that are saved uh, on different points of the arena, and then in, like, a 20-second loop, uh, you're trying to execute everything using, like, uh, sort of, like, loops that you're saving, um, and then it's it's basically like a Rube Goldberg machine, but a first-person shooter, and you're every single okay. position on the Rube Goldberg machine. Oh, interesting. Okay. And 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 if you see a trailer for this, you'll uh you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um but it's like it's a time type thing. Um I think there's something called like the Last Clockwinder that came out recently which was doing a similar thing. Um the and What's the name the, of this again? It's called We Are One. We Are One. Um the the things I'll note about this are that one looks gorgeous. It surprises me that a lot of VR games don't do cell shading because I think it lends itself really well to a lot of the low resolution screens that are in mm -hmm. VR. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't really see that many uh, like it. And the second thing is the puzzles are all really well designed. I like puzzle games that are also very physical or let's say action oriented if it was non-VR and sort of applying a super hot or a first person like john wick maybe action style twist to it um i think it's it's extremely clever and the, and the puzzles are all very well designed um it looks so good yeah I'm, I, it, it has a nice look to it doesn't it oh yeah but i can't tell if this is is it you're playing on a quest i'm playing on a quest too and i'm watching oh, okay. the quest trailer and those visuals are indicative of my experience Okay, I'm looking at a uh, PC uh, and look at the quest trailer. Um, but uh, yeah. And then like there are shields. So you might pick up a shield, uh, deflect a few bullets back at the enemy, then toss it to a third guy. And then the second guy is using bullets. So it's really about getting the lay of the land, noticing like, okay, I have two guns here, two bullets. And these are depicted through like seeds and like this tree gun. Like it's all got a very like Deku forest type look to it. In sort of mm -hmm. plotting out 
what is this guy going to do? Or what is this loop that I'm sort of recording going to do? What's this loop going to do? What's this loop going to do? And it's got the same thing that Super Meat Boy has or, and some other games do, but Super Meat Boy is the one that comes to mind uh, where there's a huge satisfaction about beating the level, zooming out, and then it shows you everything you did and then sort of watches the whole thing play out in like a symphony of like bullets and dodging enemies and and blocking them and tossing the gun like you're in an action movie. And then you sort of see the Rube Goldberg machine at the end of the level, which is where you get a lot of the, uh, the satisfaction intrinsic, I think is the word for it. Okay. But there you go. I, it's uh 20 bucks on quest and PC. Um, I got a code for it and it's, it's and really a good log that you can play for free. Apparently. Oh yeah, I saw a demo. I think it was one of those where like it was like a side quest. Like it was like one of those uh it which is like kind of like the itch.io of MetaQuest. Um I think it's like a third party thing that you have to sideload. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a demo and then they were working on it and then uh that sort of became the full game. Gotcha. Did you um did you first of all, have you seen the MetaQuest 3? I have. And, and and thoughts, like any thoughts on it? I think it looks good. I think a uh, more powerful headset looks good. Um, but I don't see a need to replace my Quest 2 and all of the games that they announced at their meta games sh- uh, showcase. Like they got Somebody Amigo, which looks fun. There's this new big RPG coming. Um, there's some other stuff coming that all looks really good. None of it needs a Quest 3. That's and I'm yeah yeah weird yeah and and I, it's like two hundred dollars more I think and I and I basically use my quest ninety nine percent for just like exercise apps anyways so it's like I don't know I think it would take a lot to get me to upgrade I think the thing I would wait on sooner is if Valve does a like that Deckard thing they're planning where they're planning like a standalone VR headset um that would be something i would upgrade to because vr on pc is so cheap and affordable but as opposed to MetaQuest, where games are discounted to 23.99 from 30 dollars uh-huh. or like from 33 dollars from 40 which is pros in some ways but basically cons yeah, on the consumer end exp- i know it's expensive and you know you know what um I, I know I, I when I first got the quest and I you know this it being an all-in-one unit this is how it's supposed to be like for sure um like you yeah know, wireless and all there and it really was just like you know buying stuff but um unfortunately to me I just feel like the and even though the UI looks really nice really clean I I, I like the UI um mm-hmm. it just it's it was so hard for me to set it up and yes it was me being a developer and setting that up and they we're all I had to set up a meta account and then they like redid it and it was, but even then like, yeah, I just think there's a little messy. I, I would love a cleaner version of the, of the unit in general, but um, I think it's, you know, I, th- they're really getting to the point where you can just kind of put it on and play it. I mean, there's some weird, you know, like when you put it on then you have to like define your space and do all that. It's pretty nice, um, mm-hmm. but it's still like, yeah, <laughs> There's something about it where it's still just it's VR is hard to to practically use um, as a person that's married uh, and where it's like 
like I don't know, like for me, I I luckily I got to play it like during work and stuff, but like like outside of that, I I just it, it's very not super useful for me. And so it, I wish it was so that's why I was thinking like with Nintendo, I could see them taking that and making it useful by having the um like I mentioned before having a VR that also streams to the TV, which I know I, these things already do, but with asynchronous gameplay um, that you could all be involved. Very, very Wii U-like, honestly, where it's like, mm-hmm. look, we have VR content. You can play all of our games in VR, but also we have VR asynchronous family play that would be really fun. So it's like, well, hey, you put it on now, and then you play, and then you do this, and we're all gathered around the TV, but it's still like it's so cool to me. Like I think VR is so cool um, that I think it's it. But it is interesting how it's it's really struggling. Like because there's not that many quest units out there, um, and there's not a lot of VR units out there. I mean, I don't think PS5 VR is doing well at all. I think it's right. Well, I I don't think PS VR is doing well. I think Quest is doing the best, and I'm guessing it's like. Probably not doing terribly, but for Meta to put all of their eggs in this basket, I think it's not doing as well as it needs to be. Yeah. Like it's like high end niche. I don't know. I I agree with you, you get... fully. Um, yeah, but I I think I think the other the just the only thing I'll add to what you're saying is like it's easy for me because at the moment like I don't have kids um, to let's say use the empty room and like my not that big ranch house, uh, like single floor and like play, do some exercise for a while. But like, let's say in a couple years there's kids running around, like where would I find that space? Would I go into my backyard and use it? Like that sounds kind of lame. Uh, like I, it's hard well, to it's find the in- space. And when, like, you don't want to, you don't want to like kick your kid if they run in the room. Right. Well, like, it's not just that, but it's just you want to interact with them. Like, it, and and that that's too. the thing is, like, I I am playing Pikmin. You know, my daughters love to watch it, and my wife. You know, what I mean, like, if they're passing by, I can at least talk. To, I'm not in a separate digital realm. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. just practically, I, I I just mean that. Like, it it's not that like I couldn't do it. It's just that like I have to like literally, like I can't see them. You know what I mean? When I put it on, it's just, it's, it's different than playing, you know, switch on the, on the, on the couch while we're watching TV. You know what I mean? It just, it's yeah. just practically, it's so exactly what you said. So it's to get past that is going to be tough and challenging, but I, I wanted to see, do you know anything about the app? Have we, have you guys talked about the Apple VR stuff? It's not my my understanding is that it's intended to the first generation is not for mass consumers because it's like 3500 bucks and i also don't think it's intended to work with vr controllers i think it's intended to be an all hands experience which okay. means the video game component is going to be uh very weird very weird yeah anyway i i i like <laughs> Like I, I I like Apple stuff, you know, and I've you know sure, but I I wasn't I just wasn't even interested enough to like even see like I saw it and I was like yeah, but I I I haven't really looked into it really much, and then I saw the price and I was like well, I won't be getting it, so I <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I don't think it's thirty five, isn't it twenty five or is it is it thirty? No, it's it's thirty five hundred, I believe. It's sweet. It's it's thir- I think it's like thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. 
crazy. That's crazy. I mean, that's, you can buy ten quests. Basically, that's crazy. and and is is this going to be ten times better? I don't know. For some very highly specific people, my guess is there's ten thousand of them in the world. Sure, it's going to be ten times better. Yeah. But I, for most people, I don't think so. Yeah, I um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's if it's probably it's just it's for different uses, I guess. For a workspace use, and if it's like somehow efficient in some way, and like it's it's they, I saw someone say it might replace a MacBook for someone. You know, like I've heard that. At least I heard someone say that. That that's like could be the goal. I mean, I mm-hmm. find that interesting. Um, but again, it's like, how is that better than a MacBook? I mean, maybe they can prove it to me, but a MacBook still isn't thirty five hundred. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't care. Is what I'm trying to say. But I think VR is awesome. Like I think it is really cool, but it's really hard to use. So yep. I think they're getting there, and you can like see through, and you, you know the way that the augmented reality angle, which is really cool. But mm. anyway, fun to hear about a, a good a good game. Uh, we are one. It looks really good. Yep, I'm, I'm going to try game. that demo out for sure. Uh, we are one. There you go. And then, do you have anything, or should I jump into my other thing? Um, I have absolutely nothing. All right, I'll jump into my other thing. This is a game on Steam Deck that's very cool called Dave the Diver. Sweet. Jules was just telling me about this today. I'm so glad you're going to talk about it because it sounds awesome. Yeah, I just I got it on Steam Deck. It's well, the best Steam. name ever. Yeah, it's a very cute game. Um, Dave up. the Diver is definitely alongside Pizza Tower, like one of the big hitter indie games to come out this year. It's been an early access, I think, for maybe the last year or two, and it just came out of it. Um, it's ten percent off. I don't know if it's because it's new or because it's the Steam sale, but I got it. For $17.99 down from $20. One of those like overwhelmingly positive games on Steam that you're like, ah, I kind of want to try this out. So I did. It is a casual single player adventure RPG uh, <laughs> where you are reading off of the Steam page. <laughs> I was trying to see if you'd catch me. Uh, well, I wouldn't have caught you had I not been looking at the exact same, exact same time that you're saying it. That's funny. All right. That so, was good. No, that was good. And I'm sorry for calling you out, but I thought that was really funny. No, it's it's funny that you did. It's a cat. <laughs> would you say it's a it's a casual single player adventure RPG featuring deep sea exploration, uh, like deep sea? Like, like you need to pause for a second to think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in and but like sushi restauranting at night. Like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is that. So you're you're this guy Dave who's like a big uh, a big bear of a man, very very sweet man. He's chilling on his vacation, uh, and then someone, his like old buddy, who's like an aged solid snake type guy, like an old action hero who like who's living on an island exactly, is like, hey, you're an experienced diver. I need you to come over here uh, and uh, help me open my sushi restaurant. And he's this kind of guy who can't say no. So he just says yes to, to everyone who gives him work. So he's like, all right, I'll 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 end my vacation early and come see you. So he goes to this island. 
And this game's funny. And uh, the whole premise of the game is that you are diving to catch fish for a sushi restaurant that is that you run at night um, with the sushi chef Boncho. Um, so you'll go underwater. It's like 2D. Um, very pretty, very nice music. That's like very casual and relaxing. Um, you'll, you'll use a harpoon and a gun and maybe a stun gun. There's a ton of weapon options. You'll catch what fish you can before your oxygen runs out. You can get more oxygen under the water. And there's also like an encumbrance sort of, uh, thing. So you can, you can, it it can be too heavy. Steamroll dig in a way. Have you played that? That's an excellent comparison because you have these stats that you're leveling up over time. Like, oh, now you have more oxygen so you can stay underwater longer. Now you nice. can go deeper um, where you couldn't go deeper before. Now uh, you, your harpoon does more damage. That's a very accurate uh, sort of. But, in, but SteamWorld Dig is more story oriented. And like those games are like two and six hours each for SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2 respectively um i love how you say that story oriented you think you think steam world dig games are more story oriented not story oriented but they feel less like rpgs and more this is a slow burn is what i mean compared gotcha. to the steam world Dig. the games. diver is a slow burn it's a slow burn i'm like five or six hours in and i'm seeing all this stuff in this trailer that i have no idea what's going on because they're like they're going to the there's like flying whales and stuff and I have no idea. For me, it's been you go underwater. Maybe you finish a maybe there's a a quest like you have to photograph a fish or you have to find this relic of the ancient mermaid sea people. Um, or maybe you're trying to get like a uh, the fish to make a nice sushi dish for the chef. And then at night you run the restaurant and like a restaurant management sim. Um, and then there's also an Instagram component. So it is a story and there are chat, there are chapters, but the whole thing is, a, is intended to be a slow burn where you're going under your wa- underwater. You're feeling the good vibes. You're getting spoon fed a little bit of story each day. And then you go back up and then you sort of, manage the sushi restaurant at night there's a lot of cute pixel cutscenes. like it's got that yeah it's got I, I, kind of a devolver look to eclectic. it eclectic it's a it's an eclectic game but it's it's i'd say it's well done like it looks like it's a like it's charmingly eclectic it's like dense pixel art if that makes sense yeah not, actually not, reminds not gimmicky me. yeah i'm trying to think of a game yeah yeah, yeah devolvery but then like it's weird though right because like when you're actually diving in it's it's 3d um and it almost looks like like donkey kong country returns like a vibe like that like from like, that i'm seeing from this uh from this trailer here. it's like pixelated 2.5d which yeah. gives it an uh an interesting look it looks super sharp looks very nice on steam deck it's fun to go underwater get a few fish to stock up the restaurant for dinner it's fun to try to get like a hammerhead shark uh, and then like, oh, it it sort of drained all my oxygen because the oxygen sort of the health bar and you're doing a lot of things. I think it might be taking a little bit longer to get to some of the really fun stuff I'm seeing in this trailer right here where like there's like seahorse racing and all this extremely goofy stuff. Like for me, it's very pared back uh, for the first four or six hours. 
but it I'm having a lot of fun otherwise. Um, and I think it looks great. The writing's nice. It's very pleasant. All the characters are like kind of cutesy and like nice to learn more about. The story's pretty good. I just wish it would have a slightly faster ramp up and that even if it wasn't paced like a steam world dig, I don't know if I have the 20 hours in me it would take to see all of this <laughs> maybe, sure. but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's kind of, I feel the same way about final fantasy 16, which I'm not going to talk about other than this sort of aside, which is to say that I like it, but, and, and, and on paper, I enjoy everything about it, but it's not pulling me back currently. And that's, no. there's a frustrating element to that. And that, again, that could be the game design and that could be where, my life. Yeah. It, it, it could just be your life at the moment. And you know, it's, I, I, isn't that weird? I think, I think that's a really an amazing thing about game psychology, which is basically everything about games and psychology, but it's like this, this game could connect with you. Like you might play another game uh, it's completely different from this that might give you a fresh perspective on this game and come back to it and, and it's better. I don't know. It's weird. I just think that's like, we'll talk about that with Pikmin, but yeah, which we need to get into by the way. Yeah. I'm good. To, uh, I'm good to go into Pikmin. So there's Dave, the diver really good, cool. but a slow burn. I'm there's no way it doesn't. There is no way this game does not come to switch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has, like 30,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews. Like it's, it's like crazy. pizza tower. You look at pizza tower and you're like, this is coming to switch. You don't know when, but it's coming to switch. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it's time for some, I demand you. Okay, everyone. Pikmin 4 is coming out 10 days from recording. Uh, I'm so stoked for it. Um, Me too. Yes. And uh, I am... I am so... I am reinvigorated uh, on this franchise so much, which I was a couple years ago, I remember. But I am officially putting this out here that Pikmin is, is... one of my top five favorite franchises. And I might even say, and this is going to be crazy. This is a, this is an Alex type statement, but Pikmin three could be, it's a, it's a candidate for my favorite game of all time. I know it's crazy. It's. Hmm. I'm not going to say like... that it's a candidate for the best game of all time. I'm saying my personal Perry favorite. Anyway, just to put that No, up. my my disagreement is that you call it an Alex statement, but I think if you tallied it over the episode since I've been here, I feel like we're probably equalish numbers oh, no. for no, how know, many I, times we've done this. Right. No, I and a more Alex statement would be it's the best game I've played all year, which you know, it's that's more Alex. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I'm saying I, I really do like I, I truly love this game so much. Like I was talking about I marathon this game. I don't do that very often anymore. Um I usually get fatigued really fast. Something about this game. We'll get into that, but Pikmin three, um, truly, I mean, let's see, like Pikmin four uh, two came out in two thousand five or two thousand four, I think. Two thousand four. I think two thousand one mm-hmm. and two thousand four. 
Um, and then we then it was nothing until Pikmin three, which is two thousand thirteen, I think. That sounds out. right. Twenty twelve was Wii U. Uh, so Pikmin nine. three was the next year. So we've actually had more space in between Pikmin three and four than two and three, which is crazy. Um, but mm-hmm. that quite an amazing uh, gap from two to three. I mean, you know, that's two. It's two generations different, and I think that. Um, all of the I'll just give my spiel here that you know the the game the main gameplay loop of finding the fruit uh to then provide you with fuel uh you know with uh, to continue I really like it by the end of the game I did have 30 extra um you know of Did you play on normal? I played on spicy. Okay. Um and this is my third time playing through it cuz I played on okay. Wii U and then once when it came out on Switch and then um so yeah and so uh i really like that i think it's fun because it gives you that little dopamine like i was playing with my wife because she loves watching and uh and you know every time i'm like like oh yeah i got 22 days left i'm like i could slack off for 20 days and not do anything and be just (laughs) fine you know just as a joke but i i actually do like that i love the different um the different uh, appeals of the first three games. I like the tension of the first one, the relaxation of the second one, and then the hybrid of that for the third one. Um, and then just, yeah, I mean, we can get into all the different, you know, there's the, the treasure, the, uh, the bot, the, the, you know, the boss fights. And then there's the, um, i trying to think of that. There's a third type of mission. What's the third type of mission? What were the first two? Uh, there's treasure fight the boss and then like enemies like it's like combat focused ones maybe that yeah anyway um all those things i like that they're divided because i'm playing through those right now i'm playing through all the missions i'm not platinum them all because i just like i don't want to start that and then not finish it <laughs> so uh i'm just playing through them and i'm having a ton of fun i also did play through both of the the dlcs uh and really like those too but anyway before i get into those because that's going to be a whole different thing Alex, yeah, tell me what you think about Pikmin 3. Sure. So Pikmin 3, which is the only mainline Pikmin game I had played prior to last month. Uh, I played Pikmin 3 at the end of a Pikmin trilogy playthrough. I played Pikmin 1 using the Switch port. I played Pikmin 2 using the Switch port, did button controls on both of them. And now I'm playing, I played through Pikmin 3. Pikmin 1 and 2 were each two days, and Pikmin 3 I beat the same day I started, as we said. Uh, Pikmin 1, I feel, is like a perfect game. Playing it for the first time now, I feel like Pikmin 1 is basically a perfect game. No flaws on it, basically, whatsoever. Which isn't to say it's like one of my favorite games ever. It's just for a game that came out in 2001 and making the allowances for a game that's that old like yeah it's not the the easiest to control nowadays fine um but like even accounting for age there's not really a single critique i could make against it i think the third the p the complaints about the 30 day uh aspect are are overrated because i don't even think i needed to restart a single of the 30 days to beat it and if you want to you can restart a bad run and pretty easily get to the end of the 30 days i i had a great great time with it pikmin 2 um 
was a really strong refinement on a lot of the ideas of, of Pikmin one. I think it was a harder game, even though it took away the cycle. I think the underground stuff was good to great, but got a little repetitive toward the end of the game. Um, and I liked that it expanded on the universe of Pikmin by adding in the boss, adding in uh, Louie, who has like the WarioWare voice, which was uh, all their stuff was very funny. And all the environments were very pretty. Pikmin 3, which I had played before in 2013, um, I really, really liked. And I think I like it more than Pikmin 2, but less than Pikmin 1. And the reason for that is, I think turning it into an action adventure is the was the best decision to make for Pikmin. The characters are great. It looks like an, an I Spy book crossed with like a retro sci-fi novel. Um, the fruit is still the best looking fruit in video games. Ten years later, and the smoothies the, are the best looking smoothies. Absolutely, watching them slosh around, the Pikmin look like edible M and M's in a weird way, but you don't want to eat them. Uh, the environments are completely gorgeous and it's just, it's a stunning game across the board and perfect. Yeah. The one criticism I'll make, and I don't know if this is a deluxe problem or a problem with the game is that I played on normal, which I know is easier than the Wii U version. And I wish they labeled hard as normal and normal as easy, but I played on normal on Pikmin three deluxe and I had such an easy time that I do think it was a slightly lesser experience for me as a, as a result, like the bosses went down so effortlessly. It was almost like I barely understood why I beat them. Cause I just threw the Pikmin at them and they went down and yeah. like the normal amount of time. It's like a perfect game, but I wish it had a little more of the bite of Pikmin. Well, see, two, yeah, you're, you're, you're reviewing easy mode, which is not fair to you. Cause normal, it's normal, but y- exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I'm curious if I played spicy, would I evaluate it in the same way as you, mm-hmm. but, but the, the short story long, what I'm saying is I love all of them. I, yeah. I'm so excited for Pikmin four and Pikmin three is maybe the best, but because of the experience I had on this playthrough, I currently rank one slightly higher. Nice. I can respect that. I do want to ask about something you said, which is you said taking it in an action adventure. Is that what you said? Yes. So by which. Three, I- so, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, how is it different from the first two? Pikmin one and two have pressures to them that make them feel like strategy games more than actiony adventure games. Part of that is that there aren't really many or any real boss fights in Pikmin one and two. Um, well, maybe in Pikmin in the first one, right? Right. There's a bunch but, of them in Pikmin two, but they're not, they're not really focused on, in the same way they are in, in Pikmin three, they're kind so you of mean more of the narrative. I think they add more narrative and I think the strategy takes a light backseat in order to have it be you adventuring with your Pikmin, as opposed to the slightly more brainier aspects of, of the underground stuff in two and optimizing your runs more explicitly in one. So I think by action yeah, adventure, I would, that, I would say action it, adventure is more is more in the two, right? I, I think into the the 
the mines or whatever there. The holes. I think I think I think it was uh it was an imperfect phrasing to say that uh Pikmin three is a laid back experience more about the action and exploration um than the strategy heady stuff that you can yeah. see in Pikmin one and two. Uh, and interesting. I mean I I don't really know how I like I, I wouldn't say the gameplay I th- I would say it's just an evolved gameplay like I would I, I would make it like going from Mario you know Super Mario Bros to 3 to World. I you know I I think that they translate really well. I wouldn't say they're really too different, but I don't think you're saying they're too different. You're just saying it's just kind of a more of a of a shift in focus and stuff. It's, but it's a shift, not a good or bad thing, but I, th- I think Pikmin one, two, three are all very distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I love, and uh, something about three that's really incredible is, is the new Pikmin, right? That they have, you know, rock and Pikmin. I, I, I think rock Pikmin are amazing how they, you know, cause we never had the impact of stuff. Now the purple Pikmin did have the, you know, you threw them, they, you know, they did that thing. Which is true, but this is, it feels different, right? And it feels so good, like that, that, um, having the rock Pikmin. Funnily enough, dude, I totally thought, I don't know, maybe this was in the original and they changed, no, it couldn't have been. I totally thought that rock Pikmin were, uh, worth 10 Pikmin when they were carrying stuff. I, I thought that they carried that from Pikmin too, but no, it's just the purple ones. Um, it's it's distinct, which is really cool. So, but I but you you got but I love like the rock Pikmin can't be crushed, you know. So they're just so awesome. But you have to, um, well, no, you don't have to convert them. That's the thing; they can have their own. And then also the onion, you know, I like that um, quality of life change. Right, this is the onion just morphs into accepting all five. Oh, that's um, huge! That's huge! Yeah, um, and and I, but the way that the it's just so gorgeous. And, and, and mm-hmm. the way that the environments and the gameplay, you get so many sources of, of, um, of satisfaction. Like they, it comes down to the, like, Oh, well, let me just, yeah, I'll finish this up. So like you get like, the, like just the idea of like, you know, when you see a bull borb, like the standard bull borb thing and you throw a, a thing on it and if you can land it, boom, it'll just take it out immediately. That feels mm-hmm. so good, right? And then you need to throw two more on it to get to to take it, you know, to get it to go back to, if you want to get some Pikmin. And so you're, and then you got to like assign which Pikmin you want to do and which ones you need more of. And are you going to say something? Just, I, I think that sort of to enforce my point a little bit, a lot of the joy in Pikmin 3 is the exploration, but also the action elements improving, like hitting the yes. small bulborb in one hit or hitting the rock Pikmin against like these giant bosses, which are pretty much new for Pikmin I, barring the first game. Um, right. I, but, I would say, but Alex, I, I would say that those are enhancements of, I think the, the game design that was set up before, not so much a tonal shift, but anyway, but, well, but what I'm magic. saying is the, the pleasure in Pikmin one and two is more being smart. I feel it's more being smart than the satisfaction of the action okay that's that's sort of like i think there's a shift that way but it's not lesser or stupider or whatever yeah i think it's i think it is a natural evolution and i think it's the right evolution for 
for Pikmin overall to go in this direction. And I'm glad 99% that Pikmin four is enhancing this, this direction even further. It looks like based on my time with the demo, it's just, but it is interesting. It was funny because I played a little bit of the demo and then I stopped because I was just too excited and I didn't want to ruin it. Um, but I did experience that because I went from one, two, then I played some four, then I played all three. But um, I do need to talk about something in three. It's amazing sure. that I forget is, and I said it before, I played through the original Pikmin two and then one without using the swarm function, right? Um, I just talked to my buddy. He did the same thing. Uh, and then I go to Pikmin three. I'm like, whoa, there's no swarm function, right? You just I, I, charge. Yeah, just a charge function. At first, I was like, I don't know. Then I realized, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> you know, like I I love the charge because you have like your elemental uh, walls that you need to, you know, you can just literally, I can switch to my uh, yellows and shoot them off, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if you need to swarm, go just swarm them all. It's great. Now, we have to talk about the only thing that I hate about the game. Are you ready for it? I yeah. hate it. And there's two, it's really the same. It's like they're, they're connected, but one is a very small thing that I never, ever got used to ever. Mm-hmm. And that is when you're picking your Pikmin and if like you're on like your rock Pikmin and then your yellow Pikmin is to the right, you hit R. No, no, no. You need to hit left to move the Pikmin to get to the yellow Pikmin. Did that did that bother you ever or were you automatically used to that? It was a little annoying separating the Pikmin at times, but I didn't necessarily run into your exact issue. No, I'm just saying when you're just trying to sw- flip through your Pikmin to, to throw them and you want to pick your yellows and your yellow is to the right. So you hit the R bumper and it goes left because it's meaning like it's almost like you're swiping it. Like your, which is probably what it was. Now that I think about it, on the Wii U, you probably swiped it over to do that. Oh, I think I was just tapping the button until it got to the color I wanted, and I wasn't noticing. You weren't looking at the on. left and right. Oh, dude, yeah, crap out of me because it's no, like I want to go to the right, but it's you're like going to the left. Controls. Yeah, oh, yes, I could. Anyway, but on that note, why, Alex? Mm-hmm. Why did they make the? Um, commanders, the captains, part of that, part of that thing. I hate it, and I'm doing the swarm. Why are they? Uh, why are they lumped in with the Pikmin? Why aren't they just their own thing? Like, I, when you're swarming stuff, I don't want to throw my my commanders on, on a swarm. Why would you ever do that? Why would you ever swarm your commanders? There's never a reason for that. I guess unless there's some Pikmin to to to. Uh, to pluck you could i think if you automatically throw a a captain they will like towards some uh grounded pikmin they'll pluck them but i hated that i think i think you're right to hate it i think i found pikmin 3 a little more button mashy than the than the preview like i was just throwing everything at most enemies all the time so i was just throwing the captains too I think you're right that know, it is I, it, it is a stupid. problem, but I, I, I didn't... think it was a stupid thing. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know why they did that, and because honestly, the charge was like the best quality of life update. I think that was fantastic because I love like you you know that like that electric like mammal thing that 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 you know it's kind of like, almost like a ferret, I think. But anyway, but like you see it, 
And I just love like, okay, if I have like like 10 electric Pikmin like on me, I can pick them mm-hmm. and swarm them and they'll basically take them down. You know what I mean? And it just feels so good. And you go through doing that and they really, yeah. So they made so many improvements. Those are the only two things. They're so small, but I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, it's such a terrible design because I would be like, constantly throwing my commanders and it's like i don't want to do that why would i throw a commander at a at a now if they did something sure you know that was what i love about pikmin 2 is you could actually go and hit the the creatures did you know that no yeah on pikmin 2 you can go and attack them and then you actually get like a big um weapon like a big uh you get like fun you get like a punching glove that you can attack. I, I've never seen that at yeah. all in my time playing yeah. Pikmin. Uh, I think it's a glove. Two. It's something like that. Yeah, but yes. And so you can actually go and take care of uh, the, the enemies yourself sometimes. And you can attack them. And, and it's kind of janky, but it's awesome. Um, you can't do that in three. But it was just fine because it's so smooth and so buttery, delicious. But I just remember like that first third of the game, especially. I mean, it gets good. It doesn't ever get worse. But like... I remember like that feeling of like like being in these environments, which I love that in real life they take place in about two two like strides of you know of walking, which I think is really fun, um, like in a forest. But there's yeah. just so much satisfaction built into this game that um, it, they do the uh, RTS uh, strategy so well. It is exactly what you would imagine Nintendo's take on the art. It's like, it's like if animal crossing is Nintendo's take on like Sims, the Sims, you know what I mean? Or what? I don't know. I don't know what you'd say, like a simulation game. Then Mm -hmm. like Pikmin is like totally Nintendo's take on RTS in the best way. And I think if I would say that's the best RTS game I've ever played. Um, And yeah, I just, and so Anyway, I I should I I probably shouldn't have prefaced it with saying it could be my favorite game of all time, but it it really is. Um, I said that because it, then I kind of gave it gave it away, but I really truly enjoyed this game so much, and I'm I'm really happily playing through the missions and the stuff right now, and I'm just really enjoying my time. Uh, I I did too. I I had a really I, great time with it too, and I, but I think I because I experienced it as a trilogy. It's like oh, the Pikmin trilogy is amazing. Is sort of how I think about it. Yes, I think too. down the line, if I replay them, I think I'll like separate them in my brain more. Um, yeah, Pikmin three is great. I think the environments are luscious. It's super fun. It's easy breezy, but also very fun at the same time. I yeah. think it's a great evolution for Pikmin. Um, my only, I, I mentioned my first complaint, which was like, I played it on normal and I wish they didn't call it normal. The other issue I have, which is, it is, but it's still a mostly perfect game. It's just, I, I'm, I'm annoyed at Nintendo for doing that, I guess. Uh, and then my other big, not big thing, but medium thing was I actually didn't gel with the side content all that okay. much in pikmin 3 deluxe so i don't want to can i can i was gonna get to this please can i, can I give you i, I want okay so i you told me this you, you know you, you played through there's there's the smaller mission all mars whatever and there's all mars like comeback. four missions yeah um i played through that um but i definitely didn't even play it on one sitting so 
Okay, I was talking to Jules about this because I find this fascinating. Wait, as sorry to sorry to cut you off, but uh, in Pikmin Three Deluxe, not the DLC, there are two side stories that you get as part of Pikmin Three Deluxe. The first takes place during Pikmin Three and is and is what Olimar is doing during the events of Pikmin Three. That's four missions. They're time trial missions. You're picking up, I think, fruit uh, for the most part. And then the second campaign, which is longer, I only got like three four five missions into that that takes yeah, place 10. at the end of pikmin three and, that, and that's I, all and i yeah they're basically revamps of the of the missions already in there just with a little story but mm-hmm. i do want to say the game completely changes its its vibe it's not not vibe it's uh well it's game vibe it's game uh game loop vibe with these missions. And I find this so interesting, dude, because I was trying to figure out why, why can I play Pikmin three? I can play all the Pikmin's in a row. I can play it, you know, three hours easily on a go. Now, Mm -hmm. yes, you're like, okay, Perry, you just played one, two, and three. You're probably going to get some fatigue from the series, right? The gameplay. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Right. Um, But why suddenly, why just now? Like why there has to be a reason though. Like, and and I, I was thinking about this, and I realized that there's something very psychological about the game design of the overarching uh, game play of the Pikmin series, where it really is, it plays like a Metroidvania. I mean, it really does. Um, you're unlocking new areas, you're getting so far, but then it has the time element where you need to go back to, it's almost like Steamroll Dig and Dave the Diver, if I may throw that mm-hmm. one. Um, so it really is. And so, but what happens is at the end of the day, you're not closing off and given an accomplishment of, of you have succeeded with this thing. Now you're given a little bit of that by what you've collected, but the journey's not over. You know, the journey is not over and, uh, from where you were at even. Um, and I'm thinking, cause I'm trying to analyze why, why when I play some of these missions, these why am I getting fatigue suddenly where it's like I beat it and it's like, man, I don't really necessarily want to start another one. Like, it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. It's not really a difference between the other gameplay really that much. It's just kind of more pressured. And I think it's because it has that feeling of an all, like basically of, of a, of experiencing a whole level of uh, like, meaning like in the natural Pikmin world where you're going to a new level and you come back and maybe you spend, I don't know, five or six days, if you were to say it, like going through to its max, you're kind of doing that whole thing in one day uh, with a whole new brand new idea of you just got to get the Pikmin to here, or you just got to kill all these enemies, or you just got to do all the treasure. Um, I don't know if it's because you're doing it all and then you're calling and you're, you're ranked and there you go. And now it doesn't have this big old slow burn like you're talking about of Dave the Diver, where mm-hmm. it's not like I think that that's Pikmin's strength is because the slow burn. It's it's long and it and it and it keeps you. It doesn't keep you. Uh, the dynamics are are the wavelength like the wavelength is sharper, like rather than uh, longer where I'm going up and I'll get to it. Like okay, I what am I gonna do today? Okay, like, do you think I have, okay, like, it looks like I have maybe two minutes left. Can I get this thing back in time? No, I'm just going to gather them and blah, blah, blah. That is not decided on the missions. They are each one and all. You have one thing you have to do, and you're graded on it. And so I think the wavelength's sharper. It punches harder. And I think that 
it causes fatigue. And I think that I did exactly what you did, Alex. Absolutely do a T. I played through the first campaign and I was like, it was pretty good. And I played through like three missions of the second one. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, I think I'm good for now. Um, yep. And then I just, I don't know exactly how, but I, you know, the way it aligned where I didn't have anything else I, I wanted to play. I'm like, I'll go ahead and keep going. But I definitely had that feeling and I was willing to, to do another game. And I'm just trying to analyze why is that? And I think it's fascinating uh, the way that games work. Um, I get the exact same way with Kirby and the Forgotten Land for me, um, uh, where I love that game. That 3D mm-hmm. Kirby game, loved it. Like it's it was my favorite game of the year. Um, but I got fatigue after playing a couple levels. I can only do like two at a time. Like I had to just put it down for a little bit. There's something about it. And um, anyway, I just find that fascinating. I think that that's really cool. How like how can I play Xenoblade? You know, I think Xenoblade is the perfect example of you know the RPGs just in general. RPGs they master this craft. I mean, that's the reason why RPGs aren't level based. You know. Because they're open world and you don't have this, you don't have this mission that you're completing and stopping and then starting a new one. You do, right? Obviously, like obviously you have the tiny ones, but it's not the full thing. You're not, you're not taken out of it into a game menu going back in. It's like part of the world, but it just, and like, and then you have to mess with the gameplay and what to do. I, I don't say, I don't know the answers. I'm just trying to find why you know i and i think it's it's really interesting for me at least and i know it's not the same because i know you marathoned kirby in the forgotten land right i did I remember right yeah so so i remember like thinking like it wasn't the same but anyway i just no matter what i find it interesting and it's a it's fun to think about the game design it could have been a couple things right it could have been that we marathoned 25 hours of very dense a strategy action gameplay in all of a week, um, a week and change in your case. It could have been that the way our brains work, we probably looked at the Pikmin campaigns and how it was like story and character and dialogue uh, interacting with uh, this gameplay. And then in Pikmin 3 Deluxe, where the story's like a little bit of text and reused cutscenes. It's like, uh, this kind of feels like lower quality content in my brain compared to like, it feels unnecessary and secondary. And I had already spent 20 hours with it. And there's like a stressful element that is more stressful than I think Pikmin one was at, in at least in the case of the regular missions that I'm like, actually, I think I'm good, which doesn't necessarily mean it's bad content, but I think our brains just it's like a reverse Dave the Diver where it's a reverse Dave the Diver in that it's like it's asking too much of my brain without giving enough world and story and character and adventure back. And I was just like, ah, I'm fine. I know that the Christmas levels look good, but I think I'm just going to wait for Pikmin 4. Sure. Yep. And uh, and boy, oh boy, am I excited for Pikmin Four! Did you end up? Did you end up going back into that uh, demonstration? I did not. Not. Oh, it's not, good. I'm still playing it's through good. three. I know it's good. I, 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 yeah, man, it's so good. Like, I, I don't even really know. I don't even want to really know about. It. I didn't listen to you guys. I, I, I purposely didn't listen to that discussion. 
because I really just want to go in fresh on it. Um, not that I could be spoiled. I just, you know what I mean, right? Maybe it is spoiling, ha- I guess. Have you started, are you, so you're going to wait till you buy the game? Yeah. Okay. Cause I, so do you know how, did you get to the part where you have to collect Sparkium or no? Nope. All right. I'm not going to say anything. I got to the part where you like, you do like the first little mini boss thing, you know, with the, with the pup. I mean, really, really, really early. Oh, so like five minutes, basically. I mean, five ten. Well, hold on. I mean, you, you, there's lots of us. There's a lot of like a tutorialization in there, right? Like that's what I thought that was really interesting about this is like way more whole. A lot of hand. dialogue. Yeah, lots yeah. of dialogue. But um, yeah, it was probably like that twenty five minute, thirty minutes. I bet. So ten ten days though until we uh, we yeah. get to play it. Yep. I for some reason I feel like my son's gonna be born on that day. I, <laughs> <laughs> Which is just fine. It'll be his first. It'll be his first game. Olimar the Burkham. hospital. The switch. The switch is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Olimar. Olimar, Olimar Louis Burkham. <laughs> it's uh. What's the name of the uh the boss in Pikmin? The uh the uh Hokate like boss, the uh, Monopoly Man guy. Um. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> that guy's amazing. Uh, uh, I had it saved here. It's right here. I think it's on there. Oh no, I just what? have it. Him saying a hundred. I think he's just known as the boss, the president, the company the president. president. <laughs> the president. Yes. I. You know what? This is this is a spoiler for Pikmin two, but we're only we're just gonna do the outro to the episode after this, so you, you don't have to stick around if you don't want to. But uh, to listeners, but uh, my the funniest unlockable is uh how in pikmin 2 after you beat the game you actually get access to play as the middle-aged president yes (laughs) and 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 he's like and he's got his own like vibe to him and and it's very interesting and and oh i great i I also like that there's a post-game area that i think is modeled after the first area of pikmin 1 if i remember right yeah and i yeah yeah i love that too i also love um in Pikmin 3, the DLC stuff is an ode, you know, is like it features him and it's, you know, it really, because Pikmin 3 lives by itself, right, as the new characters, you and you, you know, and then it gets, you get to play as Olimar and Louie again in the DLC, which I think is, is pretty fun. You know, it's a, it's a fun thing. It, I mean, they're not super, super, super strong characters, but it's still fun. And I thought, you know, in, in taking the context of, if I was a, an ultra Pikmin fan, which I wasn't when the DLC came out on Pikmin. Like that was a really exciting concept. I think I would have been really excited for that, but I never, I never bought it on Wii U. Cause that's so weird to think about. It's about as weird as like Luigi's mansion three DLC paid DLC that apparently as exists. Weird as Luigi mansion three selling 10 million units. <laughs> like, yeah, which yeah. exactly, which it shouldn't be weird at all. Right. That, that paid DLC should not be weird. Cause it's like one of the biggest switch games, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. I gotta go, buddy. We gotta, we gotta get. No, I, I need to tell you about how if Louis was real in real life, I would hate him. <laughs> yeah, I think he sure. would. He would be like, he would be. A, he stole the food that the crew members needed to survive and never apologized. I never know. got what a word of dialogue. With that guy. What a j hole. Yeah, yeah. j hole is fine. I think. I don't even know what that is. So. Uh, jerry 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true. All right. We can we can call the episode. I like you know, you um two and yeah, a half. Child, I do want to say uh, it's not Alf, it's not Brittany, but it's the other guy. Uh the the middle aged dude. Yeah, I think he's funny. He had some funny lines in that. Yeah, I, I think he was my ducky. Yeah, he was my favorite of the three. And in fact, in Pikmin 4, I'm doing middle-aged uh, crew member again. Yeah, me too. Me too. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know if I'll be here next week. Uh, I might. I might not. Who knows? I'll probably be here. I have nothing going on. Beautiful. Casey, who knows if Casey will ever come back to the show? Yeah. I feel like this isn't the first time Casey's been off for two weeks in a row, though. I just feel like that's He's not probably been off for three weeks. Probably. He's off playing as well. No, I, I felt for Casey because he, he got back from a long vacation and then he worked like, and he works outside and he worked in like over 90 degree weather all day. And I, mm-hmm. you know, that day after getting back from a vacation, I mean, he worked, he didn't have a, a I don't think he had like a relaxed day. You, which know? you usually want. Yeah. So I, I felt bad, but I, so I'm glad he can, I'm glad me and Balix are here to fill in for him. I, yeah. I could, I could edit in some, some of Casey's, I should just edit in some of his remarks I, I should do that like that one time <laughs> do you do you know that happened i know i've told it before uh, but you know that like i actually edited in him talking uh to uh, uh a segment with me and justin nation and i made him sound like a jerk like he wasn't paying attention and we were <laughs> and me and justin were like reacting to him because like we knew what he was saying and then people actually like wrote in i forget how but they like wrote in like, what's his problem? It was hilarious. <laughs> and it was, and the funny thing is it had nothing to do with it. I was the one that lost my audio. So I re-recorded a segment with Justin. So Casey did nothing wrong at all, but I'm re-recording it. And then I make him look like a jerk. It was so funny. It was good stuff. I don't know. Nowadays with him missing episodes, I don't think you need to try to make him look like a joint. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, and I will end this. And actually, we'll make. Did we do that? Let's do the outro. Then we can do a stinger. Sure. You can find us on Twitter at Talk Nintendo Pod, like as in podcast. That's Talk Nintendo P O D. That's Talk Nintendo P. I mean, Talk oh. Nintendo P O D. There you go. And then you can also get send find us, us on email. Threads. Oh yeah, what? find us on Threads. I don't even know yeah, what that is. I don't know. That's the that's the Instagram. We should Twitter. start. We should start one of those. Uh, I don't care about nah, it. I don't care either. Casey can do it. Uh, you can you can uh, support the uh, podcast uh, via the website nintendoworldreport.com uh, by visiting their Patreon at patreon.com/nwr. That's patreon.com/nwr. And uh, you can send us um, an email, listener mail. Send us a, a voicemail. I love voicemails. We can put it on the show. If you have a beautiful, just delicious voice, uh, send us, a, a, you know, your, send, send it to us. We can play it on the show. It'll be fun. Uh, send that to tnpmailbag at gmail.com. That's mailbog. Mailbog at gmail.com that's right or you can do yeah. talk nintendo podcast at nintendoreport.com nice if you feel like sweating when you type something um all right see you guys next week bye bye
Okay. So you'll be happy to know. Yeah. That um on... Is this is this uh Stinger? This is Stinger. Okay. You'll be happy to know that on uh one of the games I'm working on, I I am directing the voice talent to uh to uh have a Bostonian accent. Just put me in there. I <laughs> You're the epitome of Bostonian. Hey, I'm uh, Boston baked beans in here. I'm uh what's the uh what's the thing that they say is it wicked or what is it they say? Wicked smart. Wait. <laughs> I'm that... wicked smart, dude. <laughs> that actually does make you sound like you're from Boston. That's funny. Hey dude, what's good? You know, I tell you what, <laughs> if you had that accent, you wouldn't be on the podcast. <laughs> no, oh, offense come to on, you dude. Personally. I just yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's funny because we I, we did the thing and and we we had lots of different uh, voices to choose from, uh, and that was like my favorite one. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, Should have had me submit. I'm union. Did did you know I'm I'm voice why, actors union USA? That's why we didn't have. Yeah, that's why we didn't use you. Just oh, kidding. Man. To be honest, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even really know what that means. I'm just gonna be complete. You know, like I don't want to offend you. You know how like you were talking to Jordan. And you're like, you know, I don't want to offend you. I, I don't want to offend you, Alex, but I don't really know what that means to be union and what? why that meant. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think it's that um, I think it's that for some projects where there's actors, there are established unions where like a lot of the top tier talent is. And if you don't go all union, you can't go anyone union is sort of the, uh, it's not really a value judgment, but I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. But I'm, it is what it is. I'm just that's what I think. It was a that's funny how I bit. think it works. That's Thank how you. I think it works, too. I, I think okay. I could do an Irish accent better than a Boston one. Irish. Hey, my. Oh, wait. I, I now I wicked smart, dude. <laughs> you do sound Boston when you do that. That's amazing. Uh, I, I do sound a little smart, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Talk Nintendo podcast. I just think of it. Uh, you you seen Seinfeld? You ever watch Seinfeld? For July eleventh, two thousand twenty-three. What? Seinfeld. I'm sorry. I've seen plenty of Seinfeld in my time. Okay, I didn't know if that. Yeah, because anyway, but there's this part where in the limo episode where he's like, where Jerry, where they're actually in a limo full of Nazis and they didn't re- they didn't know it, and Jerry's like telling them that he's Irish, and he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, the peat, oh, the peat, and he's talking about how he grew <laughs> up in Ireland, and he's like, that sounds more Scottish, and he's like. I lived on the border. <laughs> anyway, just it's a very uh, Indiana Jones style uh, bit. Very good. Did you see the Thank new you. one? Yeah, it's it was okay. It had good parts, but was kind of dull. Otherwise, nice. I think it's, it's a good. It's a that's a Disney Plus watch or a streaming rental. It's like better than the last one, but not like the trilogy's plenty. Is I guess where I'm at. Nice. Yeah, I think we should put in our somewhere on this episode like somewhere that that we review uh that that, that we review the, the latest indiana jones yeah and have it be like that that what you just did i'm a sailor pig and i lost my leg shipping up the top sails i lost my leg and then end it right there okay Good morning, everyone.
Thank you, Steve. Turning host that I usually always bring in the intro uh, of this Talk Nintendo podcast, of this episode 357 of this podcast. Hey, hey, Perry, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I'm getting mad uh, plosives. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, you totally threw off my groove. My amazing groove. Uh, your p- groove. P- 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 groove. P- 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 <laughs> Hold on, wait. Let me remove this. P- 